This is the Comic Cast, where we go over the week's biggest gaming news. No spin, no filter, just 100% accurate opinion. My own. Hey besties, welcome back to the Comic Cast. I'm Cooper, aka Touch a Comet, and I'm here to walk you through this week's biggest gaming news. This week, showcase week. Everybody came out and had a showcase this week for some reason. I don't know why, but they did. We had Nintendo, Ubisoft, Disney and Marvel, and PlayStation all had different showcases. So we have quite a bit to go over there. And Splatoon 3 sales will touch base on those. Very interesting stuff there. And then finally, I will have a friend back later in the show to discuss the Nintendo Direct. He has some interesting thoughts, as do I. And we'll get into that. That's going to be lots of fun. So be sure to stay tuned for that and lots more. All right, besties, let's get into the news. So first of all, we have Ubisoft. We are going to talk about the Ubisoft Forward Conference. This was a decent conference. It mainly was the Assassin's Creed Conference. Let's be real. Before I get into it, I have an interesting aside. This is some recent news that I wanted to note. Ubisoft games will now be launching at $70. Yes, they have risen the price. It's very sad. But this is sort of becoming standard for this generation. A $70 launch price for AAA games. That's kind of it's where we are now. There's not much we can do about it. That starts with Skull and Bones. So thankfully, Mario Plus Rabbids will not be included in that new pricing model. But hey, now you know. We had lots of updates at the Ubisoft Forward conference. It was well-paced, if nothing else. Uh, Lots of things like we had updates on multiple Tom Clancy games. I don't even know what they all were at this point. They all run together. It's a lot of Tom Clancy games. So if you play those you're still being fed, with, which is nice. But really, as I said before, this was all about Assassin's Creed. Clearly, that's what they wanted to talk about because they talked about it a lot, and they said a lot more than I would have expected them to say. So we'll go through the list. First, we already knew about Assassin's Creed Mirage. This was a thing that existed. It leaked. It was a whole thing. I talked about it last week. But this was their official reveal after it leaked. They're like, okay, let's let's talk about this. And even though it got revealed, it was CG trailer. You guys, there are a few things in this world that I truly hate more than a CG trailer for a video game. What, what was the reason? What are we getting out of this? The answer is nothing. Sorry, but it's just the facts. So we got a CG trailer for Assassin's Creed Mirage. And I have a quote here from the Ubisoft narrative director, Sarah Boyle. I don't know if I said that right, but it's French, I think. (laughs) So hopefully it sounded French. She said, we go back to the roots of the series. It's been 15 years, as you know, since Assassin's Creed uh, first debuted. Back to the action-adventure game, narrative-driven game, we've been focusing on stealth, parkour, and assassinations. Oh! You guys, if you listen to my 
last episode where we talked about Assassin's Creed Mirage, I specifically said this is what I wanted and my wishes are coming true. This is exactly what we needed from Assassin's Creed. I say this having not actually played Odyssey or or Origins, I think the other one was, and Valhalla. I haven't played any of those. But the reason I didn't have any interest in playing them is because they didn't look like Assassin's Creed to me. They look sort of like a Witcher game, but not as good. And they just, to me, it felt like they strayed so far from what Assassin's Creed is that they weren't even really Assassin's Creed games anymore. That was just what they were called. So it's nice to see, I, I'm sure that there will be elements of the new games, the new style that stay but it's nice to see that they're t- focusing on stealth parkour and assassinations because all of those things kind of got pushed to the wayside with the open world exploration. So I'm so happy about that because the last Assassin's Creed game that I played was actually Unity. I got the Xbox One bundle at launch. Or was it at launch? No, I think it was a year after because it was when they dropped the Connect and they had an Assassin's Creed bundle with Black Flag and Unity. And I played Unity and absolutely adored it. Still one of my favorite games. The game itself is you know, flawed story is not incredible or anything, but just exploring France. Oh my gosh. It's just a magical experience. So I'm actually now for the first time in a long time, excited about an Assassin's Creed game. We'll definitely be checking out Assassin's Creed Mirage. So we're very excited about that. Assassin's Creed going back to its roots. It's good. Then you thought they were done with Assassin's Creed. You fool. No, there's three more Assassin's Creed games. Yes. Three. I said three. You heard me correctly. <laughs> it's just insanity. So, Mark Alexis Cote. That definitely wasn't right. Um, this guy. Uh, he's the creative director at Ubisoft Quebec. And he revealed all three of these. And they are. Here are their names. Well, their code names. Assassin's Creed codename Jade. Assassin's Creed codename Red and Assassin's Creed codename Hexe. All separate games. Some more exciting than others. So we'll start with Assassin's Creed codename Jade. This takes place in 215 BC, China. So immediately I'm sold. He says that we see, we see like the little sneak peek of it. Immediately I'm there. This sounds so cool. He says you can. Uh, you know, climb the Great Wall of China. How freaking cool is that? But then there's a caveat. It's a mobile game. Yeah. Yeah. Very disappointing. But maybe, you know, like there was a Vita game that came out and it got ported down the line to consoles. Maybe that'll happen for this. Uh, It said that it has classic Assassin's Creed gameplay. I'm assuming that means it's going to be like Mirage in the sense that it's more about Assassin's Creed and not so much about exploring the open world, but there is an open world. So that's interesting. And you can customize your character. I don't know if that's been a thing in other Assassin's Creed games, but all the ones I have played, it has not been. So now you can customize your character. That's cool. Then we got Codename Red. This is their next flagship title. So Jade is mobile, I guess. It's a spinoff is how they're thinking of it as but this is their next flagship title open world rpg is how it's described so it seems they now have two styles of assassin's creed 
classic and open world RPG. And Ubisoft Quebec, who developed Odyssey, is making this one. So people who enjoy that style, which I'm sure is many millions of people, will still get that type of gameplay. But the people like me, who've really missed Assassin's Creed being Assassin's Creed, will be getting fed as well. So that's fun. And Red takes place in feudal Japan, which is interesting to me. I'm wondering if it's going to feel too similar to Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima because... I don't know. I don't know. I'm just feeling like it's kind of brave of anyone to go into that time period in that location, considering how widely loved Ghost of Tsushima is. So, I mean, more power to him. It's brave, if nothing else. And this setting alone makes me a little bit more interested in playing it compared to the three recent ones. So we'll see how that turns out. I'm assuming they may have announced it and I missed it, but I'm assuming this is probably going to be a few years away. And then they announced another Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed coding Hexe, which is a quote, different experience in terms of game and game structure. And people have, are theorizing online that it's based on like, it's going to be in Salem and there's going to be witch hunting involved, something to that effect. That sounds pretty cool. Something different and will be maybe a little bit more horror vibes, which does not excite me considering I don't like to be spooked, but hey, it's happening. And they said this was also a flagship title, but Red is the Feudal Japan game is coming out before it. So who even knows how far away this game is? I mean, it could be 2026 before it launches. So I don't really understand why they're announcing these games so early. I don't know. If somebody can provide the logic there for me, I would be happy to sort through it. But to me, this seems kind of nonsensical to do it so early. But hey, what do I know? And then they talked about Project Infinity, which this leaked a while back. And people didn't really know what it was. And I think we just all sort of assumed it was going to be the next Assassin's Creed game and it would be called, you know, Assassin's Creed Infinity. But I have a quote here from this same guy whose name I'm not going to attempt to butcher again. He said, Project Infinity is not a game per se. It's going to be the single entry point for our fans into the Assassin's Creed franchise into the future. I am so confused. <laughs> like, I that was word salad. I don't. I don't. I don't I like my brain. I don't understand anything he just said. And then even when he elaborated, he said it's going bringing back multiplayer experiences connected to the Infinity Hub, hub, an entry point into the franchise. It's not a game per se. What is it? <laughs> I don't understand. Somebody legitimately is going to have to explain this to me if somebody else has figured it out because I literally have absolutely no idea what this is supposed to be. But it was there and it's a thing. So I would say get excited for it, but it's, I mean, it's not a game per se. So whatever. Uh, 
other than that, there wasn't really a whole lot of new, exciting stuff outside of updates. They did have a trailer, though, of gameplay from Mario Plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope. And, you know, not, not a whole lot there that we didn't already know or expect. It was just a good look at gameplay to try and, I guess, sell more people on the game. I'm already sold. So that, you know, they didn't need to sell me on it. I, it looks great. Animation is incredible. It's f- going to be hilarious. The first one was really funny. So that's cool. The thing that really was news about Mario Plus Rabbids was the DLC. When they announced that they're going to have waves of DLC and that for the third wave, they didn't announce what one and two are going to be. But they announced what the third wave is going to be. And it's going to be Rayman. Rayman is coming to Mario Plus Rabbids. So I think this is the first time that Rayman and Mario were going to be, like, teaming up, involved in a game together. I'm pretty sure. Oh, how cool. So that's that's coming out sometime, probably next year. Uh, no idea what it will be. It was just a teeny little teaser. I didn't see any gameplay or anything. But it's very exciting as someone who loves Rayman just to see him being in anything that's not a mobile game. I just really, really, really want Rayman to come back. He, his games have all been so good. And I know that um, Michelle Ancel has left Ubisoft. So maybe that's part of the reason why he's this character and the franchise is kind of dormant. But uh, what was it? Rayman, I think it was called Rayman Legends. I know Origins was one. Both of those were absolutely incredible platformer games and super fun with friends. I don't understand why they don't, why they aren't making more of these. If it was a matter of it wasn't successful enough, but I just find that kind of hard to believe. Uh, and it's been so long since we got a 3D Rayman. I absolutely love those as well. So it would be nice to see those make a return. Maybe at the next Ubisoft forward, but not this time, you guys. Moving on to the next showcase, we have Disney and Marvel. This one was also not super eventful. But we got some new, actual new games, which is cool, and got to see them. So we got a Tron, a new Tron game, Tron Identity. It was a teaser, and it's a narrative-focused game. I was so excited until I heard it was a narrative game, because I think a good Tron game would be really cool. That would be awesome, right? But... I'm I'm just not interested in narrative games, really. When it comes to narrative stuff, you know, I'd rather read a book. <laughs> I don't want to. If I'm playing a game, I want to play a game. You know, not that you know I don't play games with any narrative. I do, but usually it's not the main focus. So that's coming out. Then there's Disney Illusion Island. This was the most interesting to me, and I probably to a lot of people from the Disney showcase, because a lot of it was just mobile games. But this is a new Switch game, Switch exclusive. It is a co-op platformer with Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy coming out next year. And it's made by the Battletoad devs. Battle, I think they did the... Yeah, it was the remake. Or it wasn't a remake. It was sort of like a reimagining of the franchise on Xbox. It was a beat-em-up. They are making it, and you can immediately tell that it's them by the art style. And 
I think this art style worked really well for Battletoads. I'm not certain that it's working well, f- in my opinion, for Aleutian Island. I would have much rather s- have seen something like Steamboat Willie. That would be really cool in that classic 2D animation style. Uh, or even in the style of like the current Mickey Mouse cartoons are, are would be cute. But this is just feels like a little bit lower effort. I don't know. It's I it's not my cup of tea visually. But the Battletoads game was really good. So these are devs who can handle a game like this. I'm sure it'll be good and I'm interested to learn more about this and see more, but it may be quite a while because we only got a year, so it may not, you know, be coming out until next Christmas, who knows. We also got a Captain America and a Black Panther game. Like, combo. Not two separate games. One game. Written by Amy Hennig. So, Amy Hennig is a big... She's well-known in the gaming industry for her stories and her writing. Specifically for Uncharted. So, having her do a Marvel game is pretty exciting. Uh, I just hope that it actually makes it... You know, that this game sees the light of day. Because she recently was doing a Star Wars game and it got canceled. I think she's doing another Star Wars game now. Um, It's just, it seems like she's kind of cursed. So hopefully this actually sees the light of day because it's pretty interesting, but we don't have any other details. We don't really know anything other than it exists. So that always immediately kind of like makes me a little nervous. I'm like, oh, we don't have a date. We don't really have any footage. So we'll see. We also got Marvel World of Heroes. So this is a smartphone title from Niantic. And Niantic, most people know, make Pokemon Go. And Pokemon Go is an amazing game, don't get me wrong. But how do you make Pokemon Go, that formula work for a Marvel game? Not sure I understand that. It comes out next year. We didn't really get much information other than that. But I don't really see this being super intriguing. I know that they did a Harry Potter game, and I tried to play that. Niantic did. And they were just, it just didn't work, you know? It's just this kind of blueprint that they have from Pokemon Go. I don't think it applies well to just any franchise. I don't think you can just pick one out of a hat and say, okay, now let's make this in the same style as Pokemon Go. It just doesn't work, and there's a certain charm and sense, logic, behind how Pokemon Go works. So maybe, you know, I'll eat my words, and this will be a really great Niantic game, but out of all the ones that they've made thus far, the only one that's really clicked for me, and I think for most people is Pokemon Go. So we'll see. Next, we have a state of play. Oh, it's a lot of showcases. State of play started with Tekken 8. Uh, they gave no release, so it's probably a good ways off. But we did actually get gameplay footage and they showed it running on PS5. And it was running in real time. And it was so pretty, you guys. I am not a Tekken fan or a fighting game fan. 
I will not pick up this game, if I'm being quite honest, but I can say that it was extremely attractive. So it, it's nice to see some games that are looking like they belong on PlayStation 5, like they belong in this generation. You know, I was just talking to one of my friends about this, about how it feels like we aren't really seeing any games for this console, for these consoles, for Series X as well, that look like something that could not have been done before on PS4, Xbox One. This is one of those games where immediately it grabs your attention with how visually striking it is. So that's a good thing. I hope that we see more of this kind of going into the future, especially because we're, you know, a good ways into the life cycle of these consoles. There were lots of very anime looking games. That's what I put in my notes. I'm sorry if you love anime, but I do not. <laughs> there was a lot of games in that style and they kind of just blend together for me. There was also some PSVR 2 games. There was a Star Wars game that looked interesting. It had Hondo in it. Star Wars fans know Hondo. He's the best. Yeah, just kind of underwhelming. Then they had the Neo Devs announced an open world game called Rise of the Ronin. And people were losing their minds over this. It looked pretty. Looked fun. It's a PS5 exclusive and it comes out in 2024. I'm just not a fan of that gameplay. Neo, just in general, that kind of Dark, so Dark Souls style is just not for me. I don't like getting frustrated by my games. So I probably will not be playing this, let's be honest. But I, I know that Neo, both Neo games did really well. And they have a very dedicated fan base. So... There's probably a lot of people very excited about this game. So good for y'all. That's going to be fun. Comes out in two years, unfortunately, but it's coming. And then we ended with a God of War Ragnarok trailer, which was like the cherry on top, you know? And that's coming from someone who didn't actually really like the original God of War. And the more I see of this, the more I'm like interested in it. I It makes me want to try God of War again to see if there's just something I missed or if maybe it was just something in the air if you know Mercury was in retrograde while I was playing or I don't know but it just isn't it, it wasn't my thing but the God of War Ragnarok is looking really cool and now it doesn't look like something that is really you know pushing the PS5 to its limits because you know it, it's a PlayStation 4 game but the more they show the more impressed I am it just looks epic. And there's also a limited edition DualSense coming out with it that looked pretty cool. So that was pretty much the state of play. And I would now jump into the Nintendo Direct. However, I remember what I said at the beginning. Special guest. So I will go ahead and cut to that. My good friend Cameron is going to join me. And we are going to go over the entire Direct in detail and discuss all the ups and downs and our true feelings about this direct. All right, everybody, I am back with my friend Cam. We did some direct predictions and overall we flopped. I don't think that <laughs> did any of them come true. Probably not. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> 
But we're going to go over, give our reactions to the direct, kind of break it all down. We have a timeline of everything that happened in the direct. Every single game announced. We'll skip over some because, you know, it's not worth the time. Uh, but we'll just start from the beginning and, yeah, let's get to it. Cameron, you go ahead and start us off. All right, so the Direct opened with Fire Emblem, which is kind of annoying because the February Direct opened with Fire Emblem. Um, so Fire Emblem engaged. Like, uh, I've never played Fire Emblem. I've been telling myself I'll play Three Houses for I years now. I didn't know that. But I just, like, three routes, 100 hours each. I just don't have the time. But no. I've heard it's good. This one, like, it looks good to me. I know that the characters look like, vtubers or whatever everybody's saying on the internet but like a, VTo a vtuber designed them oh yeah i did see <laughs> that's that. why they look like it <laughs> yeah so like they, so they look bad. a little bit like mickey mouse characters but it looks like a fire emblem game so i don't know i think it'll yeah. be fine in january release like we were talking about in our predictions like that seems to yeah. be kind of where they were placing a lot of these games yeah i was initially excited because it looks more like a regular Fire Emblem than Three Houses mm -hmm. was. Uh, because that one was kind of experimental and this just looks more like straight up Fire Emblem. I never yeah. got Three Houses because of that. I'll probably get engaged at some point. I don't know if I'll do it at launch, but I will buy this game. This one just looks don't. more like a like an RPG. So yeah, without exactly. a lot of like the extra stuff. Yeah, not so much focus on the waifus. Mm-hmm. Um, it just was super disappointing visually, which surprised me because this one is intelligent systems mm -hmm. and like they, uh, obviously, um, it's going to have to be a different team, but still you'd think that the people who made Paper Mario, the paths two were so gorgeous. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And this is just like it. I mean, I don't think there's any discussion to be had about the visuals other than they're just not good. I think um, the characters look better than they did in Three Houses, but the environments look yes. really bad. Which Character is kind of just how good, but Nintendo Switch games have been. Because like Xenoblade looks really good. Yeah. Like the characters do, but like when you're walking around and stuff, it's pretty grainy. So Yeah. We just need Switch Pro. That's the problem. Yeah, I guess it didn't get revealed in the direct like somebody was saying. No. Hey. <laughs> we all have to have our clickbait. Mm-hmm. It didn't work though, so <laughs> no. Okay. Uh next was it takes two, which in that moment, I'm sure Cameron, were you like giddy because you're like, oh my gosh, now we're getting Zelda? Because that's exactly where my mind went. No. What made you think really? it was Zelda? Because Jeff Grubb alongside Zelda and Prime, he said we'd get it and it takes two port. Oh, and really? So I was like, See, I didn't Yes. Read. I didn't know that. Yeah, so the second it came up, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be the best direct of all time. How disappointing. Oh, I know. No. So he got that right, but mm, not the well, stuff that matters. That's just like people getting everything about the Switch Pro right, except the fact that it's a pro. Like everyone was saying, like, oh, they, they got like <laughs> right, the screen all right. All these features. They got the screen right, the Ethernet port right, the OLED like screen, and then everything wrong about the inside. Yeah. So that's uh, kind of how it works. But I'm excited yep. for It Takes Two because, like, I wanted to play it, but I'm not going to buy another DualSense controller to I play it. Yeah, I, I freaking bought it on PS5. 
<laughs> to play with you, but then I just never got around to it. It's just like inconvenient on PlayStation, yeah. I feel like. So I might get it on Switch. Yeah. I've heard it's a good game to play through with people, but I think it, it looks fun. I think I it'll sell it. a lot. I'll play it eventually. Switch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was surprised it wasn't in the first place. It looks like a Switch game. It, Cartoony, it, two player. Yeah. Like, it looked like crazy. a Switch port, like visually yeah. and performance wise, but like. I think for the audience, I think it'll do good. Yeah. I don't think at this point people care. They expect a Switch port to look yeah, like blurry and not perform very well, but it's it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, next was Fatal Frame, Mask of the Lunar Eclipse. Do you care at all about Fatal Frame? I could not care less. Same. Moving on. Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Wave 2 DLC. Um, I don't care about the DLC until the story stuff. Yeah, it's all like, it's kind of reminded me of the Age of Calamity DLC where it's like, oh, extra battles. And it's like, yeah, I just did that for the whole entire course of the game. Like, I don't, yeah. that doesn't really interest me. And I don't really no. understand the new character. Like, I guess you just get a new party member and she looked really weird. So she looked very weird. And also, like, by the time it comes out people who bought the game at first are going to have already beaten the game. So why are you going to, mm-hmm. pl- why do you need a new hero if you've beaten the game? Like know. if I had beaten the game by this point, I would not go and boot the game back up to fight challenge battles with a new support member. This is so unappealing to me. I don't understand why someone would do that, but I mean, I guess someone is cause they're making it. Yeah, I guess. And like, they're hyping up the last wave to actually be substantial, so I'm sure yeah. that will be the main selling point, but I don't see that coming till like, this time next year. Yeah, it's going to be a long time. So, not really super interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, The Cosmic Shake. You liked the um, Battle for Bikini Bottom, didn't you? I did. I thought okay. it was great, and I am excited for this. I probably won't get it on Switch, though, because I heard I played Battle for Bikini Bottom on PS4 when it came out, and it mm-hmm. ran like Dookie on the Switch, I heard. So yeah, <laughs> I will probably get it on this PS5. This probably won't be much better. Yeah, so yeah. I'll probably get it on PS5, but I'm excited. I just like 3D platformers, and I like SpongeBob, Same. so I like them both combined. It's a shame because I'm not... I'm a, a big 3D platformer fan, but I'm not a big SpongeBob person. Mm. So this is in super interesting to me i probably won't get it just because like i feel like you have to really know spongebob to appreciate this yeah see so, i know spongebob so yeah i'm excited and i've i've watched it but i'm not like i know it it's not okay. ingrained in me i didn't mm-hmm. grow up with it so i'll gotcha. probably pass but it looks fun yeah i'm just glad they're taking another it looks like a gamecube game yeah that exactly like i'm glad they're taking yeah. another like try at like a nostalgia kind of early 2000s vibe 3D yep. platformer with Spongebob. I love it. I, I, we need more of this. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Come on, where's Spyro? That's what I want. Ooh, with um, Microsoft. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a shame. Mm-hmm. Fitness Boxing Fist of the North Star. I don't know what the hell this is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> This just sums up the direct. Like, who... Who was asking for this in their Nintendo Direct? Is no one. Is the North Star like a franchise? Like, is that, are these characters like from something? Uh, how should I know? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I have no idea. No clue. 
Like I know they we weren't very things. good designs or anything. No, it looked like JoJo characters. They just looked, yes, it did, except for like realist, weirdly realistic. Mm-hmm. It just looked like fitness boxing. But it oh, it pissed me off because whenever the trailer first started, it looked like Fallout Three. Oh, it was like apocalyptic, and like the outfit was the same colors and stuff, and it was like oh, that's really so like, funny. I got so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, it's Fallout. <laughs> and it was a freaking fitness boxing game. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Moving on. Oddballers. It's like it, a, it's fine. Yet another multiplayer indie game. They all are kind of blurring together into one blob to me these days. Yeah. It's from like, Ubisoft. They all look like overcooked. Oh really? Yeah. It, it does look like Overcooked, like that team. Everything setting. looks like Overcooked nowadays. It's yeah. just like, oh. which like it looks fine. Like it looks like it'd be enjoyable, but it's not something I'm gonna spend twenty bucks on. No, but, especially when you could spend it on like some like Kirby, you know? Right. Yeah. So it looks good for what it is, but nothing insane. Yeah. Uh, Tunic. Yay! I, this one was exciting for me because I really want to play this. But it was only on Xbox for a while, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wasn't interested in getting it there. I was like, I don't know. I just want to get this on Switch. Mm-hmm. So now I'll get it. It seems a lot like um, Death's Door, which I haven't played that either. But it seems like the same vibe and yeah. same like critical acclaim. So I'm glad it's on Switch because it basically is like, from what I've heard, like top-down Zelda with like Souls-level difficulty. Yeah, um, it looks really hard so i probably won't have time to play it but it definitely looks really good and i'm glad it's on switch yeah it's like a good like this is get it with leftover eShop money or something yeah use your gold points on it exactly uh front mission remakes one and two have you ever played front mission or heard of front mission i had never seen it before in my life until nope the direct so (laughs) me neither yep (laughs) <laughs> that was a lot of things in this direct just like what is this mm-hmm. hello uh this one actually i was low-key hyped for story of really? season so, yes hop off me cameron listen <laughs> harvest moon was my childhood so like story of seasons them going and remaking the classics the harvest moon games i am excited about mm-hmm. Yeah, like Harvest Moon is the only like popular farming game out there that I feel like I've heard of and seems good. So when I saw it, I wasn't like, oh, upset because it's a farming game, which was a mm-hmm. theme later on <laughs> in the direct. <laughs> yes, but indeed, like it, I had heard of Story of Seasons before, so I was like, okay, like that's good for those people. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the first Splatoon three spot fest got announced. Yes. What would you take? What was it to a deserted island? I believe so. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Gear, grub, or fun? What say you, Cameron? I think grub. No. You gotta no. eat. Well, obviously. <laughs> but like it's fun to eat. So I get both. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Spoken like a true fatty. Yes. I want a deserted <laughs> island. Gotta live it up. Gonna look like Big yeah. Man. Oh my gosh. Just <laughs> FYI, Cameron's not fatty. That's why I can say that, and it's funny. <laughs> um, I chose gear because, like, you're on a deserted island. You gotta get stuff. 
and you gotta have boring. gear to get stuff. Like if you don't have duct tape, a knife, a hammock, like what are you gonna do? Die. That's what. I mean, I guess. And I will. But you're gonna do practical. No, lame. It's a deserted island. <laughs> so... lame. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Agree to disagree. Um, Octopath Traveler Two. So this got leaked like 15 minutes before the direct on the Steam. It page. did. I didn't yeah. see that. So I saw it That's beforehand. Funny. So I would have been a lot more upset if I hadn't, because like I, <laughs> I love the HD 2D. I lo- I think it looks great. I'm really excited for yes. the Dragon Quest Three remake in the engine, but I just could not care less about Octopath yeah. at all. Like Same. the eight stories, the like medieval stuff, and I heard the first one was really grindy. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm okay without it, but I know there's a lot yeah. of people who are very excited for it, and it is coming to PlayStation also and Steam, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, but I mean, good for that team getting more stuff to do. I don't know how they're handling all of these, especially because Dragon Quest Three has been yeah. absent for like a year and a half. Yeah. So. I know when I saw it, I was like, didn't two games just come out in this style? Mm-hmm. Like, I love the style, but they're already, like, maybe overdoing it a little. Yeah. In my opinion, because they did Live Alive and... I forgot about Live Alive. One. That one looks good. Triangle I wanna... Strategy. Yeah, Triangle Strategy looks boring. Live Alive looks good. <laughs> but... Yeah, I just, I'm just not an RPG person on the whole, so... Yeah. I think they should just focus this I'm engine on sleeping. remaking SNES games. Like... Yes! I would love that. That would be cool if they made Which some is what like, they classic did with, RPGs. Yeah, you know? like that's what Live Alive was. So I think if they did yeah. more of that, it would be better. I just, I'm not the hugest fan of Octopath, but it's cool it's getting a sequel because it like was pretty successful on Switch and then it made it to like yeah, it's like well. Game Pass and stuff. But Octopath 2 is coming to PlayStation, but 1 isn't on there. But 1 is on Xbox and 2 is not. So How interesting. bizarre. Square Enix things. This was basically the Square Enix Direct. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Next was Fay Farm. And also, not gonna lie, I kinda want it. I, I I'm skirming through the direct as we're doing this to remind myself the difference what? between all of the farm mini games that we saw. <laughs> and I just I can't tell you anything identify. Oh, this one had like the platforming in it, and this was the one that had like the multiplayer. It looked like. Do you remember? Okay. Uh, Fantasy Life on 3DS. I never played it, but I know what it is. It it's giving f- Fantasy Life vibes, and for that reason, because I've been wanting a Fantasy Life on Switch, I was like, ooh. Okay. Like this, this one. This one doesn't look too bad. This one I could like, could see being fun with friends. Yeah, that's true. It looked like it had more to do than just. It was different. It had something unique. Yeah. Then we got Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line, which is probably very exciting for all Final Fantasy mm-hmm. fans, which I am not, so I don't personally care. I've played 7 Remake. That's about it. So Same. Um, which is <laughs> The really list good, ends there. But yeah. Yes, it not, is a, a, a very good game. Not for me. I just want Rhythm Heaven if we're going to get a rhythm game on Switch. But. Yeah, I know. This made me think when I was watching, I was like, I would love if they did something like this with Zelda. Oh, yeah. With Mario, Kirby. Like, 
they kind of did so many with, Nintendo games. Uh, Ring Fit, they kind of played around with it. They had that rhythm. That's game true. With, yeah, and that was like, I I I legit played that. It was so did I? Yeah, doing Mario Odyssey stuff. Like yeah, and oh, Splatoon too. We need a yeah, we need a Nintendo rhythm game. Which they do. They have Rhythm Heaven, so they should just yeah. like merge Rhythm Heaven with like music they have at their disposal. Exactly. Why wouldn't they? What mm-hmm. is the reason, Nintendo? Give us a reason. <laughs> yeah, we need a Rhythm Heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, what's next? Uh, we got another trailer for Mario Plus Rabbit's Sparks of Hope. Mm-hmm. It what didn't... do you think of this game? The trailer was like not that great. I feel like it just didn't really reveal anything no but the game looks good i'm excited for it i'm probably not getting it day one because ubisoft games go on sale like 20 minutes after they launch like so, cheap yeah like wait till I, christmas to get it 15 dollars. yeah i got mario rabbits one like two years ago for like 15 bucks and i really liked yeah. it i'm not sure how i feel really about good. it not being grid based this time i guess i'd have to play it really and watch reviews I really liked the like the tactical grid based stuff. It was so, fun. I've never played a game like that and I really enjoyed it. Me either. That was my first time. Yeah. The so, new one, it looks like it's like the grid is gone, but it essentially is still there, even though you don't see it and your character can move more yeah. freely. Because there's still like cover and things like on a grid mm-hmm. in quotes. So I think it'll play pretty much the same. The thing that yeah. got me excited is like the more open world exploration and like yes. the third person camera. The exploration that looks, cool. looks so much better. I'm still mixed on the yeah. battle system changes, but I'm sure they'll be good. But like the game yeah. just looks more ambitious. I feel like they had a bigger budget to do what they want. It looks so really good. I think it'll be good. And visually, oh mm-hmm. man, the animation that they did for this the last one and this one is just incredible. Yeah. Okay, more farming games. Uh, Rune Factory 3 Special, which l- looked so, so awful. <laughs> mm-hmm. It looked like a PlayStation 1 game. I, I guess yeah. they're calling it like a remaster or something, but they... It probably did. was. Like, I know Rune Factory 5 is the most recent, so Rune Factory 3 yeah. is an old game, but I not not for me. <laughs> no, look really, really uninteresting and then they said they're making a new one so cool. well they said a new series too so i guess it's like a spin-off. yes right i noted but, that and when i was watching i was like what does that even mean i couldn't tell a new you. series yeah very odd um then they did the uh nso stuff so we got they announced pilot wing 64 mario party one and two Mario Party 3, Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2, 1080 Snowboarding, Excitebot 64, and GoldenEye. So an awesome, awesome list of games. Mm-hmm. But then they announce them all and it's like, oh, by the way, most of those aren't even coming until next year. What? Yeah. That annoyed me so much. I was like, how are they putting out the only games coming out this year? Pilot Wings, Mario Party 1 and 2. It's because they drop them once a month. So like... I can't remember if we got oh. one for September, but we'll get one like October, November, December. And mm-hmm. then I think they should drop them more often than that or like in yeah. twos. But sadly, this was like one of the most exciting parts of the direct for me. Because yes. Yes. For real. The Mario like, parties and like. Yes. Th- and like Pokemon and Pilot Wing 64 is good. Pokemon Stadium games like. 
And I've always wanted that's to play 1080 sad. snowboarding and GoldenEye Same. on NSO is actually going to have online, unlike the Xbox remake, apparently. So yeah, that's which is funny. good. And I never played GoldenEye. Like, N64 was, like, before my time. So I'm excited to, like, get more <laughs> experience with it. Oh, I'm old. <laughs> uh, that was, like, that was peak N64. It was my mm-hmm. time. Um, what's next? Various day life. <laughs> I have nothing to say. It just <laughs> the, looks the like the title speaks your, for itself. Looks like your basic class jobs RPG, and then I saw it on the eat shop last night, and it's twenty eight ninety nine. So, do what you will with that information. I'm not quite sure. That's why. so it, weird. It was the only shadow drop of the day, besides a few demos. So why twenty eight? I don't know. <laughs> why not twenty? Why not 30? That doesn't make I, sense. I have no idea. Oh, okay. Um, Factorio, which looked like a PC game from like the 90s. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of it? No. Nope. Me neither. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Will not buy. Um, Ib looked deeply disturbing. Yeah, it looked... Sometimes these games just try a little too hard. I don't know. This one looked... I like the art style, and it looks kind of like a classic, like pre-PS1 game, but uh-huh. and I liked that it looked kind of hand-drawn, like scribbly, like at the end, so I mean yeah. good for people like that, but it looked kind of troubling, so like I'm I'm a pass, but cool. <laughs> troubling. <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, What's next? Mario Strikers, Battle League DLC, hooray. Um, We got Pauline and Diddy Kong. Cool. Yeah, and a stage, I guess. But, like, all the arenas play the exact same. So we got, like, a palette swap, I guess. Yeah. And new gear, which... This... I mean... <laughs> <laughs> this is why I haven't bought the game. Like, I... There's not enough there. It's I, so I like it. I got it, and, like, it doesn't work with my university online... So mm-hmm. that's part of the reason why I haven't played as much as I probably would have if it did. I really like the gameplay, um, but I just wish there was, like, more modes and that the arenas were actually, yeah. like, I don't know, like, had stage hazards or something. Like, usually those yeah, it's make just... me mad, but I feel like that would make it unique. Make it interesting, yeah. So I just wish they, they added more in the updates. But Pauline is really Same. cool. I'm glad they put her in because she was I know, in I tennis that. and golf, so... I love that she's a new, like, mainstay. That's mm-hmm. cool. She needs to be in the next um, Mario Party. Yeah, and Mario Kart. Because she's yeah. in tour. That's true. Ah. She's, like, the next Rosalina who, like, slowly gets added to everything. For sure, for sure. Um. Then we got... This is a mouthful. Atelier Riza 3, Alchemist of the End, and The Secret Key. I don't know anything about Atelier Rise Up, but I feel like <laughs> I see it on my timeline all the time. I feel like they're constantly announcing games. So fans of them are eating good, I guess. But <laughs> I I mean, I'm not. You're not one of them. It. Nope. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I'm fine with not saying anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mario Kart 8 Booster Course Pass Wave 3. This was also one of the, oh my pit stains. This was also one of the most hype mm-hmm. announcements of the direct. 
How sad is that? Yeah, and they only showed two courses, which like I didn't think they were <laughs> they gonna drop. Do. I didn't think they were gonna drop all eight. But also, nah. I'm pretty sure this confirms some of the data mines we've been getting. That it said, does. we were gonna be getting like it kind of highlighted the platforms at least of the next few yep. waves. So that's exciting, and I think Mary Mountain looks cool, which tells me it'll drop oh, like. So good. It's probably gonna drop close to when Pokemon drops. Yeah, is my it'll be it'll be. <clears throat> I think they said it was holidays. Yeah, but yeah, probably like Black Friday ish time. Yeah, so I think I'm excited I'm for it. So hyped. Mm-hmm. This was legitimately like one of the most exciting things. Like I already am excited because I love Mario Kart 8 and mm-hmm. Booster Course Pass has been amazing. But Merry Mountain, oh my gosh! As a Christmas fanatic, I was literally on the verge of tears. It's this gonna be so good. I want like the Christmas vibes playing this, like with the, all the lights off and the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my, oh, it's gonna be legendary. I'm excited. Then we got another update. We got Switch Sports DLC, the golf that was promised to be added, and it got delayed. See, this trailer pissed me off because I thought, <laughs> like, why. so they had data mined some other sports, which I can't remember all of them, but I know dodgeball was in there. And I think that would be really cool. And I they had the that. opportunity to be like, yes, we have golf here. Oh, it's delayed. But we have other but, things planned for like the spring or also coming on the same day since we delayed golf. But no, right. they just showed golf, which like we know what golf is. We played and it we already for saw a it. decade. And then they showed like some competitive mode, which like looks fine. Like it looks good. But they just basically showed a trailer. Like it was a delay trailer. They yeah. didn't show anything <laughs> new. Like we already knew it was coming in the fall and now it's coming in the holiday, which probably just means that they probably tried to shadow drop the update for this direct which is what they meant by fall because like fall the holiday mm-hmm. delay is like nothing so they right. probably mean already like so close september to november december so yeah. that kind of sucks and i'm i've been like waiting for golf because i want to play it like really yeah i'm excited like was that I'm, your thing in wii sports a little bit and like i had fun with mario golf playing it with like friends and family so I, but i feel like this will be more casual to like play with people mm-hmm. So I'm just excited to, like, have something else to play with people around me. Cool. But the trailer was crap. Yeah, it was very uninteresting. It was kind of a nothing burger. Mm-hmm. Then we got our Pikmin segment. Miyamoto came and he talked a little bit about Pikmin Bloom, basically saying, please play this game. Mm-hmm. How many people do you know that play, to this day, play Pikmin Bloom? I didn't know any who played it on day one. Yeah. <laughs> like I am the only person I know. Really? You play it played still? it? Oh, no, not still. For sure oh, not okay. still. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason. But I played it when it first came out. Like, oh, it's mm-hmm. cute. And like, I'd play it like me and my mom would play it. We'd go on a mm-hmm. walk and like plant flowers like cute. Okay. But, and like, I go running and I like, that's a time I could play it, you know, when I go for a run. But I don't mm-hmm. think to do it. No, um, there's no reason. There's there's just so it's a very simple game. Mm-hmm. So simple, it's almost pointless. Yeah, Niantic will never have a game as good as Pokemon Go. So, oh no, never. Like, they but they're like... gonna use every franchise under the mm-hmm. sun. Yeah, even if it makes no sense. 
I had I was watching this direct at work and then my boss came in during this part. So then I was able to skip over it when I finished what I was doing. So I just <laughs> skipped right over Pikmin Bloom. I was like, there's no way he's talking about this in the direct right now. Right. <laughs> oh, so sad. But thankfully, that did lead into Pikmin 4. Mm-hmm. Finally, it's real. Mm-hmm. How many years has this been in development? It's insane. Yeah. But then it was like announced. It was kind of a disappointment because he announced it. But then it was like maybe 20 seconds of footage. Very yeah, frustrating. I don't even know if you call it footage. He just showed like basically one. I don't know if it was an in-game screenshot or like concept art. But I don't know. Did it have a date it was, anou- attached to it? Is it coming next year? Next year. Okay, that's good. Next year. So that just makes me, it begs a question. It's like, if it's coming next year, then why not just, if either don't show it or have a trailer? Like, it's oh, probably, it was so frustrating. It's probably still more than a year out, honestly. Hmm. So yeah, it'll be a why. big, it'll be a big game for them because Pikmin 3 Deluxe did really well. Yeah, um, it'll be October. So this will do year. even better. <clears throat> I know that they. Mm-hmm. Miyamoto desperately wants Pikmin to be a thing. Yeah. Like with all the Pikmin Nintendo world and I'm sure they'll show up like in the Mario movie or something. So. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm very excited that like teeny, teeny, tiny bit of footage we got um, just of the landscapes. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. It was gorgeous. Um, mm-hmm. And, and Pikmin three was, it still is very beautiful. I remember but this just kind of blew my mind. I was like, this yeah. looks like uh, real to life. It was mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. And that's so what I thought Pikmin 3 looked like when I was a kid. I was like, oh, it looks like they took a picture of outside and then like put a game on top of it. But yeah. I never finished Pikmin 3 or anything. I got it for free with like that Club Nintendo thing back in the day. Yes, all so oh, the I, memories. That's I how I got it. it. I have it on Wii U, but I haven't really. I've like played it for like 20 minutes and that's my experience with Pikmin. But if four looks really? good, I might That's pick it? it up. Yeah, I have never really oh. played it. You gotta try it on Switch. The uh, Switch. I'm not port. paying sixty dollars. <laughs> I have it for free on Go, Wii U. You gotta get it for a sale. No, but it's so much better on Switch. <laughs> they they fixed a lot of things. It's okay. worth it. And like for the multiplayer, it's worth it. Like There's, playing. Oh, that, I do remember seeing that in the direct. Yeah, like stuff. play that. Play that with your girlfriend. That'll be fun. Okay uh what's next oh my i skipped just over dance. the next part yeah i just skipped over yeah, just dance yeah there's just it's just i it I boggles the mind why nintendo are you showing a just dance trailer and not not just like a little like sizzle real moment they had mm-hmm. like a full-on trailer proper for no, just I, dance i had to skip 10 seconds like 15 times like i was like yeah, there's that's no way not this okay is this long Usually it's in the sizzle reels, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. Whose idea was this? Nobody. Mm -hmm. I repeat, nobody who is watching a Nintendo Direct cares about this and wants this. The people watching this are your core fans. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, oh, it frustrates me. Yeah. It's just kind of, this Direct is just such a mess. Mm -hmm. Then we got more Harvestella, which we've already seen so much of. And I yeah, and it was just in the, so bored by it. It was in the treehouse event that I didn't yeah. end up watching, but like I feel like it's had a lot of push recently. Yeah, which... they want it to be a thing, but it looks pretty subpar. 
I mean, it looks cool for people who like RPGs and farming. It looks like one of the higher quality farming games that we saw, at least. Yeah. Like it, it looks like visually good, but I, you won't see me playing it. So, and I got a no, demo, so I same. guess that's good. But well, I will not be playing it either. Mm-mm. Then we got told basically we can't show Bayonetta three in this direct. So go watch a trailer for it. Yeah. Which I watched and was really not a good trailer. It was like seven minutes and yeah, it was awful. Um, I didn't watch it. It was like a gameplay overview, but it was like very corny and it didn't feel like it was a Bayonetta trailer Hmm. at all. It was, it was so odd. It was a very weird mismatch. I was like, weird Bayonetta. Uh, So that happened. Then we got rain code. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember what this was. I think this was maybe the Duncan Rampa. Yeah, I don't thing. know how to Dagonrumpa, okay. however you say it. it Rumpa, like, yeah. I mean, it's got the same corny art style, but yeah. like the gameplay seemed interesting. So for fans of like that Spike Chunsoft games, I'm sure it looks mm-hmm. good for them. But I'm not the hugest fan of that. It's very anime y and stuff, so I'm yeah good. But it looks cool. This was and, most of the direct. Yeah. This one this was like, like specifically though. An anime and anime fan direct. Yeah. And I've heard they have good stories in like those games and stuff, but I Yeah. They're like very visual novel y, which I'm not the hugest fan of. Same. If I'm gonna play a game, I'm gonna play a game. I wanna right. read. Exactly. Then we got Resident Evil Village 7, 2, and 3 Cloud. Mm-hmm. Just okay. It's better than nothing. I guess, but but it's like it's, the people yeah. who are playing that like surely if you're gonna play one of those games you have something else to play it on. Right? Yeah, I just find it hard to believe that that is fruitful for them. I just don't know how much this costs for like developers to put on there because it's like happening more and more with bigger games, which I guess is cool it's happening a lot that they're thinking of the Switch at least, but like they. Nintendo needs to get in some partnership with them where you like they put cloud games into expansion pack or something because no one's going out there and mm, buying that's sixty dollars worth of a license to play something. Yeah, on of the a internet. game they don't own. Yeah, yeah. Because like I probably would cloud some of these games if they were free, like to portable mode, mm-hmm. like just in my house or like on the couch or something or in bed. Yeah. Like, just try it out. Sort of like Game Pass, you know? Yeah. It's like, hey, I'll try this out. But there's just too many publishers that are making them that I feel like a subscription model is just not going to work. Because you've got like Square Enix and um, the studio that like Remedy does control. And then Mm -hmm. people who do Dying Light have Cloud and Capcom with Resident Evil. Like that's just, there's too many. So it's just not going to work out probably. I like that idea about like building it into NSO somehow. Mm -hmm. That would be a way to get people probably more interested to at least try them. Yeah, there's just no way people are buying these. Yeah, I don't... It's just crazy to me. Then we got Sifu. Did you ever play this? This was pretty big a few months ago. I did not play it. It looks good, though. And, like, I'm, I was mm-hmm. surprised to hear it was coming to Switch because I thought PlayStation, like, helped develop it. But I guess they just had the marketing push for it or, like, timed exclusivity. But I think okay. that's cool. It looks like a decent game. Yeah, I won't play it. I heard it's really hard. Yeah. It's just... So. Mm -mm. (laughs) Then (laughs) 
We got Crisis Core Reunion, and I will be playing this. I don't but know if I'll get Switch. it. Yeah, me either. I don't know if I'll get yeah, it on I'll launch. get it on PS5 for sure. It, for looks, sure. it looks really, really good. It looks so good. It's basically uh, just Final Fantasy VII Remake, the prequel, like with yeah. how much work they put into uh, it. So yeah. I'm it, very excited. It's surprising how much they put into it. I, I was getting uh, after they showed the footage there were mm-hmm. people posting comparisons of the original oh, yeah. and the switch trailer and i was like oh wow i didn't realize it was that big of a leap mm-hmm. but it really is and it looks and the switch really version good. looked really good it looks really good on switch like if yeah. this can run on there i'm kind of surprised remake hasn't found its way on switch because exactly. like i'm sure if you put Surely this they could... next to remake you'd be like oh that's why but like looking at them separately this pretty much looks like final fantasy 7 remake on switch yeah like, the style of it is so similar you don't really mm-hmm. it looks just as good to me yeah but like you said side by side it might be a different story mm-hmm. but for sure if they can make that work and look as good as it looks then a, a lot of the games yeah. that are getting either cloud ports or just not ported at all could definitely work mm-hmm. on switch if they put in the effort oh yeah then we got radiant silver gun I don't even remember what this was. It's like that. (laughs) It's like it looks like an arcade game. I have no idea what it is. It looks like it used to be an arcade game. It's like the okay, like the Galaga style, like shooter, like oh um, yes, 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 shoot 'em up Mm -hmm. type dealio. Cool. Um, we got endless dungeon. The graphics for this it was very visually pleasing. It looks like like a Diablo. It looks like you go hard on the OLED. Oh, yeah, for sure. With all that darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looked cool. It looked like a cartoony Diablo. I don't really yeah. like that kind of game, but it looked it looked fun. I mm-hmm. can think of a lot of people who'd enjoy that. Yeah. Then Tales of Symphonia remastered. It doesn't look that great for a remaster, like visually. It doesn't look remastered at all. They're using that term way too loosely. No, and they're selling it for 40 bucks, apparently. I just saw a tweet about this today. No, and you can just buy that's... Tales of Symphonia mm-hmm. on Steam for 15 So, that's interesting. Oh my gosh. But, I don't really know anything about this other than the fact that Lloyd has a me costume in Smash, and everybody wants him in Smash. <laughs> so. Yeah, same. But, I mean, now, Visually, it, it looked like cool. they literally just ported it in HD. It was, like, yeah, I would not call that a remaster. No, it it looks fine. Like it just looks like a half effort remaster to reinvigorate like nostalgia, I guess. Yeah, because they have. I guess it, they're doing it because right now Tales of what's yeah. the one that's out right now. It's, Tales of Arise it's successful. Just came out. Yeah, there you go. And that one got, I think, good reviews and people were enjoying it. So they're probably yeah, trying to that came out this capitalize time on the year. hype. Really, it's been a year. Dang, I'm pretty sure it came out September last year. Oh my gosh, time flies. Mm-hmm. Then we got to the part of the direct that was good. We actually got <laughs> right two minutes of exciting things, at least for me. The rest, you know, was rather lackluster. Mm-hmm. First, we got Kirby Return to Dreamland Deluxe. I got so hyped for this. It was really out of pocket, but I'm very excited for it. Yeah. This is like a game I never owned on Wii, but it was one of those that like I went to Family Video and got constantly. Yeah. So I'm excited it's for good. it. It's a good Kirby game. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just good. 
and that's great with friends this is like yes i wanted this to this is what i wanted from star allies yep basically so this i'm excited about i'm like okay i will actually play this with people Mm -hmm. not whereas star allies was just kind of hectic to me yeah I'm not sure how I feel about the art style change. Like, it almost looks like it used to be a 3DS really? game that they brought up with, like, the outlines and stuff. Like, uh-huh. at first I was like, oh, it's like a Kirby DS game that they're bringing up. But I was like, oh, no, yeah. this is the Wii one. So it's just, it doesn't look bad, but it's a little interesting. And then they changed DDD, like, oh my gosh. design, which I guess people yeah. are upset about. It's not that big of a deal. I am. It's just, it's just interesting. <laughs> I, I raged over it. Oh, Cause they're going. I guess this new standard design is the one that they have in uh, the Forgotten Land. Land is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe it was just like a one-off thing because he's Same. not totally himself in that game. But no, it's like his new design, and he yeah. looks bizarre. It's he doesn't look weird. like King DDD anymore. Um, it looks like a new character. So I was not happy with that, but it is what it is. And, and it is, I actually liked. Oh, go ahead. It is sixty bucks, but Ugh, I mean, it, but it I looking at comparisons, it looks like it is is basically a full yeah remake for the most part. It looked like everything's mm-hmm. been redone. I actually really like the art style. I think the backgrounds and everything looks good. It's just the like the outlines just the a outlines. little bit bother me. Really? Because I, I don't know. They... Just for some reason, it reminded me there was like this. I think it was like originally like Return to Dreamlands prototype or something on GameCube, and only mm. like the beta shots of it are online. But they okay. had that style of the outlines, so that's probably why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. They, ha- they never did it. Um, I liked mm. it. I don't know. I just liked it because it was different. It kind of yeah. helped it be feel different from the original, um, and also from Star Allies and. Forgotten Land. I don't know. I just liked it because it was different. I just thought Star Allies like looked visually really good, so I was surprised yeah, was that really they didn't pretty. copy it. But it does kind of make it feel like an old style like handheld game that I'm playing yeah. now. So it's not going to make vibe. me not buy it or anything. I just thought it was an interesting choice. Yeah, this is this one is February, I believe. Is that February twenty right? fourth? Yeah. There you go. I am super excited. That's day one for me because I love that game. Yeah, I'm excited. And that seems like a game that I can actually get people to play with me. So Yeah, yeah, Kirby's perfect for people to play with you because its Mm -hmm. barrier to entry is so low. Oh, yeah. And unlike, or I think it was in Star Allies, only Kirby could be Kirby, right? I think so. I never played Star Allies because it was mid, but like, I I think you're right. Because I remember trying to play with my mom and she didn't like being like the little buddies because mm-hmm. it was, you know, she was always changing and she wanted to just be yeah. Kirby and pick a power. And, you know, I think you couldn't be that. I think you're right. Th- it's nice that you can all be Kirby in this or just be. And you can be Meta like Knight or Waddle uh, Bandana D or. Yeah, they're interesting characters if you don't want to be Kirby, like Waddle D and Bandana right. D or Waddle D, whatever. Meta Knight and DDD are interesting. Yeah, I'm very excited for this one. This was mm-hmm. like I never reveal, in a million years. Yeah, this I reveal was it. a little underwhelming. It just like kind of came and went real quick. And I was like, wait, yeah. no, like do more of I this. I bet up a little. Yeah, <laughs> it, felt, it was so bizarre. Like we want, there's so many ports that we were expecting and that we're asking mm-hmm. for from them. 
and we didn't get any of the ones we wanted, but yeah. we did get one. It looks great. It's coming soon. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, it was a very nonchalant announcement. And then that was it. Like, yeah. I want more of that. Mm-hmm. It was, and it was first it was party, great. like an actual, and it yeah. still wasn't. Like, the only new first-party game I'm looking at the list was Fire yeah. Emblem. That, like, brand-new release first-party. Yeah. Which, it was mostly third-party and mostly Square Enix. Or just mostly, updates on games we already knew about, like Mario Rabbids yeah. and the one that we're going to talk about next. Yeah. Which is the best one. hmm Obviously. This is what literally everyone came out of the direct talking about because how could you not mm-hmm. tears of the kingdom mm, that title so good mm-hmm. so i could talk about this for maybe four years so why don't you start and <laughs> i will say give me your thoughts i still think the trailers for this game have been underwhelming just because we frick ha- yeah they have they're not we, long enough we don't have a trailer for it we have five teasers no I know. It's so, so frustrating. Like, it looks really, really good, but I don't think we're going to get anything about it until January, February Direct, which is where we'll get, like, tune into 45 Blowout. minutes of upcoming Switch yep. games, including Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Like, that's what yeah. we're going to get. So I think that's fine, but I just wish they had a little bit more of a trailer, especially later that night, yeah. the trailer we saw for God of War Ragnarok. We needed a trailer mm. like that for yeah. Tears of the Kingdom. Type us. I th- but here's what I'm my theory. So, you know, like with Breath of the Wild, if you look back at all the trailers that we got for it leading up to release, mm-hmm. it was kind of a similar thing. Yeah. Uh, where we we really didn't get much of anything. And when you look at those trailers, having played the game, you're like, this doesn't really represent the game and its full experience at all. Mm-hmm. It's a teeny little peak. So yeah. I think it's kind of going to be the same thing where we got the big, like the big trailer, the January presentation trailer for switch. That was still like one of the best video game trailers of all time. So amazing. Oh, I still watch it like occasionally. Same. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it makes, it gives you goosebumps watching mm-hmm. it. It's so good. But I feel like it's going to be similar to this. I wouldn't be surprised if we we don't get that kind of trailer until March. Yeah. If we don't get that... like a proper trailer for it, because I think sort of like with breath of the wild, Mm-hmm. We didn't even see Zelda herself until that trailer. Yeah, which is so I think with this before release. Yeah, I think it's gonna be like to the very last second before we get a proper trailer because whatever they do show is going to be, I don't know if spoilers the right word, but it's going to yeah give you a very clear indication of what this game is. Mm-hmm. And like I guess they don't have to because anyone who bought Breath of the Wild is kind of gonna buy this game. Yeah. So they oh, this will in... be huge no matter what. So I guess at this point, maybe it's a good thing. Like, I guess I'd rather them show... If they're going to stick to showing little, I'd rather them stick to it instead of show us everything a month before because then I'm going to be like, great. Like, I've seen this all before when I get the game. Yeah. So if yeah. they're going to stick to, like, this kind of cryptic stuff, I want them to, like, just commit to really? it. Really? Yeah. And Same. then, like, the game will just be, like, a brand new experience. So I... I'm not against it, but I wish we had just a little bit more of like a buildup. It was just a very quick trailer. Yeah. And the I most think of it the was the shortest one. Most of the buildup was just like the the ruins and like the cave drawings, which like I wish they showed us more environments instead. Yes. The m- most of the trailer wasn't really the game. 
people's biggest question is how is this map going to be different which we got a little yes. bit how is this different bigger, from the original we got a bigger bit like glimpse of how vertically the map has gotten bigger but mm -hmm. it was just like two frames of the shot or something like it was so quick. yeah Ugh, i just you know I, i'm i'm the only thing i'm disappointed in is that it wasn't longer because mm -hmm. what we got was amazing yeah i just don't know enough but like you said i i guess i'm glad i don't know too much because i want this to be a bit more i want to go in a, a little bit more blind than i did for breath of the wild because <laughs> with breath of the wild I, I knew a lot more than i wish i had yeah but with this and maybe that's on purpose with this they're like hey we know people are gonna buy it so let's yeah they kind of the got imagination. a guaranteed sale at this point because breath of the wild sold like 20 something million units and people yeah, have been waiting for it forever and zelda just always does well it's one of those franchises so right. and i guess i'd rather not be dodging trailers as much as i was for like metroid dread or something yeah so like it's not that they don't the have world. to convince us yeah right they don't have to convince anyone and i think I'm the date excited, is though. good yeah i wish it was closer i totally thought it was going to be yeah. march but they're like so just at, like just at the end of spring so like they hit spring, but just barely with because May yeah. is technically spring. Which is funny because they'll announce games with a summer date and then put it in May. So it's like one of those months that can go either way for yep. however they want to spin the marketing. So annoying. So what do you think to wrap it all up? What do you think of this direct overall? Like give me your score and general impressions. Usually I'm a bit of a Nintendrone and will come out hyped no matter what I just saw. But this one, Same. I felt underwhelmed for like the first time since I think the February 2019 Direct, I felt underwhelmed yeah. too. And like, yeah. it just, and it had good announcements like New Fire Emblem, great, not for me. Octopath Traveler, great, not for me. Pikmin, yeah. great, probably not for me. And then It'll be for you. I'll make okay. you believe it. <laughs> And then, yeah. like, it had good updates, like Switch Sports-ish, Mario Kart, and uh, Mario Strikers-ish, but, like, yeah. nothing insanely new. And then Kirby and Tears of the Kingdom were amazing, but again, yeah. Kirby, I can only be so excited for a game I've already played on Wii, so mm -hmm. it just... And then all the third parties, there's only one third party I was excited for, and it's, it's Takes Two, so... Mm -hmm. And, like, the N64 stuff is good. I think that was, like, the stronger part, which is kind of yeah. sad that that was a stronger Speaks part. Volumes. But it's still good. I just think they showed... And it felt like the Game Awards trouble where they show one genre over and over. Exactly. That happens at the it Game was, Awards a lot. Yeah. It was... This Direct was, like, if you like farming simulators and JRPGs, then mm -hmm. you walked away extremely, extremely happy. But in reality, we know from sales figures that that is a very small group. <laughs> yeah. So I, and my I guess impression of it was like, I, I honestly don't see why this direct needed to happen at all. I, I see it there was did. much justification. So usually they say like, oh, upcoming directs for this season or for the rest of the year. And they don't usually stick to it. This time they kind of yeah. stuck to it. Because February, yeah, they really did. January is Fire Emblem, February is Kirby, and then May is Zelda. 
so like and i think march is octopath if i remember correctly yeah so i like, think the only big thing that didn't technically hit winter was zelda and pikmin just getting a year right that was like their one big like next year announcement right so i think and we didn't get anything for december which is strange um uh, yeah especially because advanced wars still didn't show up yeah. but so I just I think there wasn't enough first party. Usually directs are really carried by a lot of first party. And the February mm-hmm. direct we had this year had a lot of first party. Yeah. Like if if I'm that was pretty, a pretty good one. I remember being very excited after that one. Yeah. So this that's one, just Yeah, you just walk away from this one just feeling kind of like, eh, okay. Yeah. I, there's not much in this that I didn't already know about and what I didn't know about, they didn't tell me enough to get me excited. Mm-hmm. Like with Pikmin, it was like, we already knew it existed. Cause he told us like 10 years ago that it was yeah. coming out soon. And then the first time he shows it, he shows a few seconds. So it's like, I can't mm-hmm. really be that excited because yeah, it looks great. But I mean, I don't, I don't, I know nothing about it. So yeah. And I just went and on then, the like, page for the February direct. It started out with new Fire Emblem Warriors, new Mario Strikers, a Splatoon 3 trailer, Kirby trailer, new Wii Sports, Mario Kart DLC, and then brand new Xenoblade game. Like, that's a that's a really good direction. That's like triple the amount of first-party announcements that we got this time. And the other thing that I think makes this hurt is we did not get an E3. We didn't. So in I think in most people's minds... M- mine included this was like what we didn't get at e3 we're getting here right and and this if this had been e3 oh my gosh the way people would have raged exactly so this would never fly as an e3 showcase um it just overall it was very disappointing mm-hmm. very sad i hope that the next one is good i mean i have to imagine it it's pretty be... rare for the early in the year ones to be badly because they have so much in front of them they need to clear yeah. up and we're exactly. guaranteed tears of the kingdom info at that point yeah so i think it'll be good but and everything by the next direct most of the most everything will have come out yeah on the it'll... list and if it hasn't it'll be close to release so we won't get yeah. too much of it It'll probably be the week before Kirby because, like, they'll be like, oh, Fire Emblem just came out. Kirby comes out next month. Zelda's in yep. three months. Here's yep. the fall. So, yeah, but I, I was underwhelmed. And this is, like, the first time I haven't been, like, so hyped from a direct that, like, I'm still thinking about what I saw, like, throughout the day. Like, I forgot we yeah. had a direct that day by, like, I know. lunchtime. I know. Which was disappointing. Literally, that evening, I was like, I genuinely forgot that that was today i was thinking mm-hmm. back on it and i was like wait that was today yeah that doesn't even seem like it was today because it was so underwhelming mm-hmm. i didn't think that the playstation showcase was that great but i think it was probably better than this yeah i didn't watch the state of play because i was in class but just the god of war trailer was better than yeah. pretty much anything we saw <laughs> yeah it really was like that was and like- i say that as someone who doesn't really like god of war yeah and even the february direct had like the portal collection live alive and uh oh, portal collection like chrono cool. cross which was a big deal advanced wars had a trailer because it wasn't delayed yet and like big yeah. third parties like no man's sky so it just had there's just nothing new with this direct and i think that's the biggest yeah. issue and that's, that's why what, like, hey, that's what been state on twitter of, exactly and that's what state of plays run into is a lot of state of plays 
our info we already knew about. And I think this one still had that besides like Tekken, which I don't care about. But yeah. I think they just need to stop announcing things beforehand and announce them in their directs that everybody likes to see new things in. Agreed. If they're, especially they're given that they're very comfortable now with using Twitter as their means <laughs> of communicating information. So they can, for a lot of these things, they could have just uploaded a trailer to YouTube and said, right. here it is on Twitter. And that would have been sufficient. I don't think most of this needed mm -hmm. a place on the stage that is the Nintendo Direct. Yeah, and like if it were yeah. E3, we probably would have got Fire Emblem and then like the Splatoon 3 date there. So it would have been yeah. better, but and like Mario Kart info and stuff. But it's still like if you go on their website and their page, they only have four Nintendo Direct Spotlight headlines, which is like their first party stuff. And the February mm -hmm. one has like six. Or seven. Yeah. <laughs> like, that just tells you. <laughs> There's how... just not a lot for them to highlight here. Mm -hmm. So I give it like a six out of ten. Like a six. Okay. Six is bad for That's me. Like... Six six is a D. Six. <laughs> That's how like Oh, 60, okay. Sixty percent. You got a D. Okay. Um I, I guess it wasn't know. a D though. That sounds really bad. It was probably like a C. <laughs> really? You think? Zelda and Kirby were really good, but I don't know. I, it didn't carry for me. It didn't yeah, carry it, it for me. It was still bad. If, yeah, if you're if we're giving it like letter grades, I'd give it a D. I think that's fair. D plus because yeah. Zelda was there. C to me is like average, so I'm like it. It was average. Like I wasn't completely bored during my watch, but I did skip I part bored. of it because I was able to. Yeah. So usually <laughs> I don't I, do that. If I got bored which really honestly does not happen often in a Nintendo direct, then it wasn't a good one. I think. Yeah. So I, I give this a D sorry, Nintendo direct, you failed, but the next one will be better. Cause you mm -hmm. know, just it, rules of the universe, laws of the universe. It, ha it has to be better. And if it's mm -hmm. not, then I mean, I guess Nintendo's canceled. Mm -hmm. Okay. Fine with me. Oh yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Kimmin, for joining me and oh, yeah. giving your thoughts. This was fun. And I mm. hope that you guys agree with us <laughs> that you're not too vicious. We don't get any vicious comments from all the farming sim lovers out there. You know, you do you. That's or fine. You do you. I'll do me. Mm -hmm. uh, but <laughs> thank you all so much for listening. And we'll see you next time. She. All right, now let's wrap up the podcast with some good little bits of news. So, Sonic executive Takashi Izuka says that he wants to make Sonic Adventure 3. Oh my gosh, I am excited by this. So in an interview where he was talking about Sonic Frontiers, which is coming out soon, he got asked about Sonic Adventure 3. And this is what he said. It would take a whole lot of investment from the company, a lot of development time, and a lot of game volume to really bring something to market. So here's what I'm taking away from this quote. I think that this quote is sad. The reason being that he's saying it would take a lot of work 
to make a good game. Uh, it just frustrates me because, yeah, you do have to spend a lot of time and money to make a really good game. Uh, of course you do. Which is why Sonic has been so awful the past few years. Past few years. The past 15. He's... It, it just frustrates me that that's the logic there. Like there's some sort of hurdle like no that's the business you're in if you want to make something good you have to work at it and spend money at it and even though he says he'd like to make the game to me it it sort of reads like yeah we I'd like to do it but it's never going to happen i really hope that's not the case because sonic adventure particularly the original was a huge part of my childhood and i love the format and the gameplay of those games and I'd love to see that come back. I don't think it's very likely. But hey, he wants to do it. So maybe it will happen. We'll see. Next, we have exciting news on the Switch, of course. The most exciting system. Switch is the most profitable media format. Profitable, excuse me, media format in the UK. This is so bizarre. I don't even know how this is possible. But this is from Christo Christopher Dring on Twitter. He is the head of gamesindustry.biz, which I love to follow them. They have lots of interesting takes on the games industry biz. Funny enough, what a coinkadink. But he posted a chart that has all of the UK's best-selling physical entertainment formats on it, the top eight. And number one is Nintendo Switch. And the funny thing is, this is beating out, you know, this isn't just games consoles. So, like, at eight, we have PC. Seven, we have Xbox. Six is Blu-ray. Five, DVD. Four, CD albums. Three, PlayStation. Two, vinyl albums. And one, Nintendo Switch. And that's after a 12.5% drop over the previous year, where it was also number one. This is madness. <laughs> and also, I I was kind of surprised that vinyl albums was number two above everything else. Is vinyl like a big thing in the UK and I didn't know it? Or is it like a vinyl's made a worldwide comeback outside of just being like a niche thing and I didn't know it? I thought that was fascinating. But some more fascinating Switch sales. Splatoon 3. Okay. This game came out on the 9th and <laughs> has officially taken over Japan. This is a quote from the president of Nintendo. Nintendo. <laughs> president Furukawa. What is my boggle today? President Furukawa. Kind of a harder name to say. So you can't blame me. Here is the quote. Announced that domestic sales of the Splatoon 3 game for the Nintendo Switch system have surpassed 3.45 million units in the first three days since its launch on September 9th, 2022. This is the highest domestic sales level for any Nintendo Switch software within the first three days. I am... My mind is blown by this. Splatoon is such a new franchise. You know, the first one came out in 2015. 
and now we're in a place where it is in Japan, Nintendo's biggest franchise, basically. And this is not only just for Switch, one of the biggest launches or the biggest launch. This was one of the biggest launches of all time across across all consoles in Japan. The power of Splatoon Man in Japan is something else. I love Splatoon 3 thus far, but this is just crazy how it's just kind of become like a cultural thing in Japan. I don't know why. What about it specifically that really reached the core of the Japanese people and enraptured them, but something about it has. So good for Nintendo. But they are being a little annoying, let's be honest. There's some interesting tea, shall we say, surrounding Advance Wars. So I've talked about this before on the podcast, but Advance Wars has had quite a troubled history with its release date. The Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp, remakes of the first two games for Switch. Here's the timeline for you. These games, or this game, it's a dual pack, was announced at E3 2021 for December 2021. It was then delayed to spring 2022. Then early that year, or this year, it was slated for April 2022. It was delayed indefinitely in March due to the Ukraine war. And it is now September and the game has still not released. And notably was absent in the recent Nintendo Direct, which I predicted that it would not be there, and I was correct. It was not there. And we got a an interesting quote here from Stephen Totillo at, I think that's how you say it, at Axios, who was previously at Kotaku. And this is the statement from Nintendo regarding the release of Advance Wars. They say, the release has been delayed. Really? I didn't know that. (sighs) We will announce the new date once it has been determined. Okay. But like, what's the deal? (laughs) Uh, It's so frustrating because I, I, not to sound cold, but I don't think that there was any reason to delay this in the first place. You know, it's a video game and it's a cartoony video game. It's lighthearted. I don't think that there was any reason that this should not have released. War is going to exist at all times across the world. It is a reality of mankind being as stupid as it is. But the fact that they still aren't releasing it now at this point is starting, for me at least, I could be totally wrong, starting to kind of make my spidey senses tingle, thinking this is going to lead to a cancellation. (gasps) I know. And I would hate for it to get canceled. I'm not saying I want it to be canceled. But the fact that it's just going on and on and on and we're not getting a release date and they had this Nintendo Direct, but they didn't even mention it. It's just all very odd, very fishy. 
maybe it's a kind of thing where because at this point it's so surrounded by controversy and people are frustrated with Nintendo at the way they're handling it. Maybe it's just as simple as, you know, they just drop it one day. Hey, it's out. And that's how they just kind of get away from it. But I just think it's such a shame because I, I think because people have been asking for Advance Wars to come back for so long, it's finally back and then it's kind of being pushed to the side and ignored. And I'm, I would hate for it to get just like a shadow drop because I don't think people want that. I think people want this franchise to come back, you know, because it was a franchise for a long time. And this, I think fans of the franchise had high hopes that this was going to reinvigorate fans and introduce new fans and then the series would continue on but I don't think that's gonna happen with this I'm sorry guys and guess what that's all the news for today we talked about the news which there wasn't a whole lot of because it was just showcase week that's the news is how many friggin' games there are in existence but I would like to talk a little bit about what I'm playing yes I would so Splatoon 3 came out on the 9th. It is now the 15th. I already beat it. Oops. <laughs> I beat the story mode 100%, but it wasn't that hard. It wasn't a super long story mode. It wasn't short, I will say. I only finished it yesterday. It was it kept me occupied for a while and wow, it was excellent. I all the the thing that inspired me to get the game after bashing it endlessly was people saying it's worth it for the story and for the mode, not necessarily the narrative. And they were right. It was spectacular and there's still reason to go back and play it. You know, you can go for records or use different weapons on different levels, but overall it just was such a fun game. And there was like one, I don't want to give it away, but there was one boss in particular that was very surprising uh, that was from another Nintendo game that was not, that is not Spl Splatoon. So that was so cool. Uh, and it felt like a, a wink towards the fans of the series and things that they've been saying about it. I can't say anymore. I'm going to give it away, but it was, it was excellent. I loved it. I give it a nine out of 10 and playing it just made me think, man, I just want more of this. I'm excited for the DLC now hoping it'll be really, really expansive, big story update. But Splatoon is just such a cool franchise. I just want more of it, you know? I think it can extend beyond just what it is. And I've said that from the first one, that it seems like it's just such a perfect series for spinning off, especially given how popular it is. And they haven't, which I think is interesting, especially like with the card game in Splatoon 3. You'd think that would be like an eShop game or something. So I'd love to see more Splatoon in more places in the future. And other than that, you know, now that I've beaten Splatoon 3 in the story mode, you know, I'm playing here and there in Turf War and Battle and stuff, but... I, there, there's nothing else that's really calling my name right now. Um, I guess the next game that I'll probably get would be maybe Bayonetta or Mario Plus Rapids. So it's like a month away. And I don't know what to play. I'm kind of lost. So what I really want to play is Witcher 3. I have not played that game for more than like an hour. And I loved it. And I know I'm going to love it. 
but I'm waiting now. Originally, I was waiting. Okay, I'm going to wait until I get the next gen Xbox and it's going to run like it did on the Xbox One X, which I never had. Well, now I have the Xbox One X, not One X, Series X, and it'll run with the One X specs, but now they're coming out with an update for Witcher 3 for next gen. And I want to, now I feel like I have to wait for that because like, you know, I don't know. So I'm waiting for that. It's supposed to come out this fall. I wish it would hurry up because I'm very excited to play this game. Like it's been out for so long and I have barely touched it. And so it'll be a whole new open world experience, which is kind of what I'm wanting right now. And on that note, I'm kind of wanting to play Breath of the Wild after Tears of the Kingdom getting its reveal trailer. I just really want to go back and play Zelda again. (laughs) But I can't. I've played that game so many times at this point. I, I just can't. I can't. I If I start, then I'm going to want to play the whole thing through. And that's, you know, that's just, uh, I can't. But I want to. And just on the whole, I'm really wanting Zelda right now. Because, first of all, <laughs> we didn't get Zelda ports. Thanks, Nintendo. But now just Zelda's on the brain. I mean, more than it is normally. We're <laughs> just saying something. I may emulate, don't tell Nintendo, but I may emulate Ocarina of Time 3D and Majora's Mask 3D. I think that's something I'm wanting to try because I have the capability of doing that because I have a PC now. So I think I might emulate those because I love those games so much, but I don't really want to play on the 3DS. I really just want to sit down and play a Zelda game on the couch, relax, have a fun time. So... I think I'll try that on my PC. And it's fine that I'm emulating them because I own both of them. So calm down. (sighs) But I really just want Wind Waker HD. But for some reason, Nintendo really just strongly dislikes me at the moment. Not sure why, but they do. And with on that note... (laughs) Thank you for listening to the comic cast where I am very salty about Nintendo giving me the things that I want. Why am I not getting them? Why are you not giving them to me, Nintendo? I deserve it. And that should be the end of this conversation. Anyway, (laughs) thank you for listening this week and for supporting the show. It has been so exciting having a podcast and it's wild and I'm still not quite used to it and I'm getting better at it. At least I hope I am. And especially with the video, that's like a new curveball that got thrown at me, having myself be on video and I don't know, it's a lot. And I'm trying to get better at it. I hope that I am. But it's doing really well and I'm about to actually be able to monetize the podcast very soon. And I'm just so excited and grateful. So thank you all so much for supporting me. Everyone who listens, you are a part of that. So thank you so much. And I'm looking forward to this continuing on and I have lots of grand ideas and grand visions for the show so hopefully those will come true sometime soon we'll see uh all right please be sure to leave a rating for me I really appreciate it not only does it help the show in terms of helping more people see it and giving it a rating but it helps me know what you want out of the show and where I can improve. So let me know what you're thinking, how you feel. You can do that anywhere. Apple, Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher, 
Amazon. I am anywhere you find podcasts. I am also on the YouTubes now. You can find that if you just search Tetra Comet on YouTube or the Comet Cast. I'm here. I am on film. I'm getting used to it. So please, please give me a break. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. And that's all for this week. Thank you so much. And be sure to come back next Thursday for more gaming news and tea and just general debauchery. <laughs> Thanks for watching, you guys. Bye.